Hello and welcome to this episode of Shared Screens Media Club and our eternal spoiler cast. I am your host, Learen Jass, and I am joined by Al Bob, aka Alec. Hello. I'm joined by Chance, whose screen name I don't remember. It's Perchance. How are we doing, chat? Sound off in, sound off in the comments if you knew my screen name. And uh, Jim Tasty, aka Brett going on let's go ready all right tasty's so. in the house mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so this movie's a thousand years long but generally speaking what what were our our feelings on it that was kind of a, a meh like i enjoyed it but literally my friend and i that i went to go see this with we dozed off like during the, all that exposition at the beginning no, you didn't. I yeah. cannot believe. Like, like it, it was just one of those, like, I didn't realize it. And then I kind of, you know, kind of got woken up by something and then, or like stirred up by something. And then I looked over, I saw that he was dozed off. And it's like, we both kind of woke up a little bit before the uh, Amazon scene. So from then on, it was great. I loved it from that point on. But yeah, that, first, part, at least. that first half hour or so kind of dragged a little bit. Um, yeah, for me, I, I think I, overall, I, I liked it. Uh, I felt that for me, there's a lot more positives than negatives. Um, but yeah, to add to Alex movie experience, I had this bomb pretzel pizza at Alamo draft house. It was amazing. So Yo, you I, saw this at Alamo. Yeah, dude. I am so jelly. I'm jam right now. I cannot believe yeah. that you have an Alamo that close. That's so dope. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that pretzel pizza was amazing. So good. Not gonna lie, I thought you were gonna say a bomb threat <laughs> when oh, you started no. off. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you watch off the bomb. Like, we're in a much happier direction. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> the best possible direction instead of the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you done with your thoughts? Yes. All right. I, I really like this movie. You guys, I think it is so good. Yeah. It has its problems for sure. But just like, I don't know. It's been said before, but one of the biggest strengths and biggest weaknesses is that it's nothing like anything else in Marvel. But the fact that like, low-key Thena is like one of the best characters in my opinion and going into it like I thought Angelina Jolie was going to be like a huge stinker in this movie and just I don't know I was I went in with like the lowest expectations and I was super surprised like I I take that back pleasantly surprised it does have its issues but yeah I really like this movie uh oh yeah yeah I was scared that I wasn't gonna like it because I saw all the tweets saying that it was like dull and slow and i i said before we start recording to brett i was i love chloe Zhao. she's mm-hmm. like i just think she's like fantastic and i'm so excited to see where her career goes um and i i'm a sucker for like 90 percent of the cast like the second richard madden and kit harrington got announced i was like anything else that happens i don't give a fuck like i don't care <laughs> um yeah it had pacing issues i'm i'm somebody who kind of subscribes to the idea that i i don't think there are many movies that need to be over two hours 
Um, I think if you're you're running over two hours, you're probably having some pacing issues. But with a movie like Eternals, I'm willing to forgive it a little bit just because it is a uni- a part of the Marvel universe we've not really touched at all. So there's just a lot to mm. explain. And like when you have that much to explain, you're gonna get stuck in exposition dumps. There are only so many like interesting ways to write. Hey, remember when we were in Babylon and like did this thing? Like, there's only yeah. so many like yeah. ways to do that. So also, and they're like, not gar- Sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. And they're also not guaranteed a sequel. So like they need to get this information out, but all of it. Like ideally, I think they would have liked to have broken this up into multiple parts. And as a viewer, I much would have preferred like two hour and a half long movies instead of what we got. But I think that like they had their one shot. And I think what is the director's name again? Chloe Zhao. And Chloe Zhao. That's right. Mm-hmm. Chloe Zhao did like such a good job of like at the end of the movie, I understand exactly what happened. And like while you're going yep. through the beginning of it, it's kind of complicated. But I do think that like. This being their one shot to get all of this shit out there. I think that she nailed it. Also, like, just visually stunning. For oh, sure. Yeah. Like, just a visually stunning movie. Like, like go see this in the theaters. It yeah. is. Yeah. 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 There are and, very few movies I'm like, you should see this on the big screen. But this one, I'm like, it's just, it's so pretty. And, like, not to get, like, I know this is a spoiler cast, but we're kind of keeping it spoiler free for this first part. But just for the Celestials and the scale go see this on the biggest screen you can yeah 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 for sure yeah um that shot of ajax on hayek's character in front of i don't remember the celestial's name i didn't really catch it during the movie and then i ashraham's rrsham right rrsham yep yeah yeah I yeah I Ajax said it for the first time I missed it and then every other time they said it I like wasn't positive of what I was hearing but also I think this movie was super well cast oh I'm so excited yeah yeah like I'm so excited to see Kit Harrington with Oscar Isaac and Mahershala Ali like that's gonna be such a cool trio going into like that part of the Marvel universe and like we all know that too the voice was in the post credit sequence right yes Mahershala oh, Ali's blade. I saw the tweet. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make as, sure. One thing I really liked, I saw a tweet today uh, as of recording that, because um, it was Simu Leo was like congratulating, you know, Eternals for having a great opening weekend. And then uh, Kumail Nanjiani replied just saying, uh, Kringo and Shang-Chi uh, mm-hmm. got to meet up. And I'm like, a Kringo and Shang-Chi series would be hilarious. Yeah. Mm. It would be so perfect, too. Yeah. Can we also talk about how Bill Skarsgård was in this movie and I didn't realize it until the credits rolled? I, I didn't either. I was like, wait, yeah. who is he? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where was he? And then I was like, oh, good. He's just he's just monsters now that I don't like. That's that's what he's going to play now. <laughs> that um, That... That was probably one of the weaker points of the movie for me was the, yeah. the whole deviant side of for sure the, the conflict. I didn't know where we were going, where it was going. Mm-hmm. And like to the like the not, answer is nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And like not what the deviants are, but like why he was evolving into a creepy alien thing. Yeah. And he kind of looked like a grasshopper. If you made like a grasshopper stand up on like its hind legs, like I thought of praying mantis. 
Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Cersei. I think Cersei is one of my favorite female characters in the Marvel universe now. Gemma Chan just did such a good job with her, and like, I just I don't know. I she like her and Kit also. Professor Kit Harrington can do anything he wants. Step on me, Daddy. Like that scene <laughs> where he's teaching all the little kids. I was like, "Yep, I get it. I get why you went from Richard Madden to this." Like, <laughs> also shout out to him just going to Atlanta for four days, doing his stuff, and then you know getting the bag and then getting out of there. I appreciate that hustle, man. Also, he had a freaking. FaceTime scene in this movie. I love that. That was awesome. So cool. I was so bitter because I don't know if any of you guys were were fans of Game of Thrones, but I love Richard Madden and Kit Harrington. Rob and Jon Snow were like two, or mm-hmm. Jon Snow and Rob Stark were like two of my favorite characters. And I was mm-hmm. always like annoyed that they didn't get more time together because they really just have those first two episodes and then they yeah. separate and never come back together. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited for them to be in this movie together. They spend two minutes together and then never interact again. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, like, come on. Um, yeah, I just like this new era that we're in of Marvel where, like, we got family-driven shit and, like, the stories are more about people being dumbos. <laughs> and, you know. I don't and know. Like, I just, like, I really liked that. I As much as the, uh, kind of, like, at least for me, the first, or the, the first part was needed to help set up all that, like, family chemistry between the Eternals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we really quickly talk about all of the places that they go? Because first off, when they were like showing them showing up in Ethiopia or whatever, wherever the birth of Mesopotamia, like um, my immediate thought was like, why are these a bunch of white people? This immediate thought. And then second thought was, oh, shit, they went to the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. And that was the coolest thing that they did the entire movie for me. Like, I don't know if any of you, uh, and like, this one of the seventh wonders of the world, but there's, like, no, like, actual, like, record of it, or, like, yep. we can't find the ruins or whatever. I thought that was, like, the coolest shit ever. And then they get, just kept doing that with, like, the Spanish, or the Spaniards invading Southern mm-hmm. South America, like, mm-hmm. in the Mayans and all of that. Anyway, I thought that the time periods they picked were so good. Oh, yeah. And I, I also really like that they... In the same way that we got with in Thor 1 when Darcy is like, if these aliens came down, like, ancient people would have thought they were gods. Mm -hmm. That they did that with Gilgamesh. We find out that Thena was the inspiration for Athena. They just added the A. Icarus is just a story that Sprite made up for fun. That was my favorite one. Yeah. (laughs) I want to know if that means that the myth of Circe in Greek mythology is also, like, just something they made up because they were bored. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand why Richard Madden was Scottish. I'm gonna throw that out there. Yeah. They were all British, and then Richard Madden's just like, I'm gonna be Scottish over here, even though that's I don't even think that's what Richard Madden actually is. I'm 90% sure that man is British. Maybe yeah. he just spent an extended period of time. Well, because we know he was kind of checking in on Cersei probably from Bird. time to time, so he was right, you know, right next door. He was just being like a sheep farmer or something up there in Ireland. <laughs> Herding them sheeps and then he'd take off and fly over and take an eye on Cersei and then head back by morning. 
That's yeah. not Irish, but it was close enough. It's, it's fine. Um, okay, I'm going to bitch really quick about people on Twitter. Okay. A lot of people on Twitter were like freaking out that they mentioned Superman and Batman. And I just need to take this opportunity to say mm. that canonically DC comics exist in Marvel as stories and vice versa. Like that is because they are technically in the same like ultimate universe it's like two canonically it's two brothers yeah and one of them is god of marvel and one of them is god of dc and they just like do their thing but like each exists in the other and every so often the brothers are like hey what if we made them fight and make it them fight i i i didn't have an issue with it i think the issue people had with it was that it was like more of a meta joke than anything um yeah I don't know if you guys have read the Watchmen graphic novel or watched the movie, but like in mm -hmm. that world, in that world, like there aren't superhero comic books because there are superheroes in real life. So there's like pirate mm -hmm. comic books or whatever. So I think, I think the line of thinking is like, if there was Captain America in the forties, they wouldn't be writing a Batman comic book. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe see, not. I don't know. And see, I took it the other way is that like they had already been writing comics about Captain America and these real life superheroes. So then like another company like DC exists because it's like all fictitious. Yeah. Yeah. Like superheroes mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. That that was just a fun thing that like Captain America like inspired DC. It was like a fun thing that like, well, what if Captain America was like super, super powered? Mm -hmm. yeah. Could shoot lasers out of his eyes. Mm -hmm. And then it makes sense. Yeah. In my head. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I also, I loved all the characters in this and how they, how they chose each one handling just being stuck on Earth when they didn't plan to be necessarily and Ajax telling them to go live, that she becomes like, I don't know, a rancher in South Dakota. And like, Most boring place possible. Why not? <laughs> Um, and you have Cersei becoming, you know, uh, some fucking type of historian, mm -hmm. um, in England and, and... No, she's an Instagram influencer, didn't you, didn't you peep that at the beginning? <laughs> I didn't know what was happening with that part. I also, this is the... I kind of liked it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I liked that it was like... We came here and like humans are cute and like look how sweet and small they are. And like when Ajax is like five years ago, Thanos, you know, obliterated half the the universe and the people of this planet brought everybody back with a snap of their fingers. I'm like, yeah, like I would feel the same way where I'd be like, they're pure. I don't want them all to die. Like, mm. look at them. Look how cute they are. Look at this little box they made. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I just like I really enjoy that like Festus being like I made a steam engine and Ajax being like that will scare them. <laughs> yeah. Can't do that yet. Yeah. And Jared's like they've only had fire for like a thousand years. We can't like start now. <laughs> a little too soon there, bud. Yeah. yeah just no, well, hold on a second. We'll get there. Um I I didn't love Sprite, I will say. I don't yeah. know if the actress was 12, but having her be in love with Richard Madden made me uncomfortable. I didn't care about that. I just thought she sucked. 
she also she sucked but yeah. not not like, the uh, actress i think the actress did a good job to be clear i don't want to bully yeah. a child yep. no. but, um yeah just fuck you my man like she you're just immortal yeah and just like i so you love him you don't need to be a bitch and like stab me with this like what is that the the blade what is that blade yeah. called old dagger um, should, kind of thing obsidian or something no know. that's it's damascus but i'm talking about like this it's the second blade that like the samurai had that like oh they would use on themselves i forget what it's called but that's like what she stabbed her with like anyway yeah, yeah. like yeah, uh, not cool dude your family why you do that yeah i'm like yo i get that it sucks that you're perpetually like 14 however um chill like so just chill so that makes me get into some of the deeper themes of this movie or just questions i had of like why did the celestials or rsm make sprite 12 and then also like why did they give them free will if they had to carry out the specific plan whereas because that's what they explained with the deviants was like the deviants were created to do the same thing but they were just so much of a loose cannon that they just started doing their own thing and then they make they more they make more creatures that have free will to do their own thing you know like i like that kind of, i kind of took it that they were programmed to do it because like icarus couldn't let go of the mission and that's why it flew into the sun right like that's why he killed himself is like he was gonna kill it's not a yeah. not a part that i'm gonna like defend it's not <laughs> i'm well sorry told. i just got really confused when all of a sudden icarus is flying into the sun oh no i hated it i hated every minute yeah of it. Like, it wasn't until like, really, i read they, they really did this like yeah they, it was like come on. <laughs> i appreciate it but like have him say like i can't remember where it was at but they were like just have him say something about like I can't do this. I'll kill you. And then he full yeets it into the sun. Like, then it makes sense. But just like having him like turn around and just kind of like, you know, yeah, that, hated that. But I took that as like, they had all defied their programming except for him. Yeah. I thought I, the way I interpreted that was he was so far down the path of following the mission that he just didn't see any other way of going against it or going against the celestials. So he was like, mm -hmm. there's no point in fighting against these guys. But yeah. Yeah. I can get I... that. So speaking of Icarus fucking off into the sun, it, again, just very weird choice. I, I got a little confused at this point. I was like, I've, I've been with you the full two hours that got us here. But this is mm -hmm. where I'm starting to get a little confused. Um, Jordan wanted me to bring up that uh, do we think he's actually dead or do we think he's even more like Superman and he's just going to come back like more powerful from the sun? No, he dead. He's dead, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's a classic movie thing. If you don't see the body, you don't know. You know okay, what I mean? So that was, that the was body burned up. I, I get what you're saying, though. I do. In that scene, was did he, was he burning up as he was flying in, or was it just him getting closer to the sun and then they cut away? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like out of any of them, he's like the, the one guy that might be able to... You know, raise take, valid points that I hadn't thought of before. Take, take a sun bath, you know? like <laughs> He just flies bathing. into the sun, keeps going. 
he comes yeah. back like super powered, like <gasps> instead of just the one gray streak, it's all gray. Super oh, Saiyan as hell. Yeah, goes um, Super Saiyan. I also just hated this him flying into the sun because Richard Madden on that rock going through that like deep emotional turmoil and like the one tear, like it was such a well acted scene. And then he's like, "Hey, bye. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fly into the sun." Yeah. Yeah. stoically like has to film like this the last scene of his movie yeah um also this cast is far too attractive for their own good like mm. everyone just everyone in it is is amazing looking and i'm like well okay. you're you're casting you know perfect beings you know might yeah. as well. they did a really good job picking might as well go for it yeah mm. and um, the, the pairings that everybody kind of went off with was really good too Mm-hmm. Like Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh and Athena. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that like they all had history though, and it definitely felt like very organic, like um the way that Sprite and Kingo like and Kingo like had dipped out on Sprite. I mm-hmm. like that there was like all this interplay and then the scene where Druid meets up with Makari. M- Makari. Yep, yeah. I just pulled up the list so I could M- remember. Makari's dope. Games. Yeah. Hell yeah. But also it's just like, oh, here's a new character and a new dynamic. And Kingo saying, I hate this. That may have been the thing that like hit the hardest with me. That was so good. Yeah. For for me, I, I felt like uh Druig and Makari's like energy was better than Cersei and Icarus. Oh, Icarus. oh absolutely. Yeah. Anything was better than their energy. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> the sex scene was hot, but that was it. <laughs> which, which like i like i like those two characters on their own but yeah. it's just whatever that connection wasn't the strongest part of the movie even though that was the kind of the main plot <laughs> i will say i did really like and i don't know if i liked it just because the shot was so cool when they were in i actually have no idea where they were but they're in between the rocks and icarus is like apologizing for leaving and telling her that he like cersei that he still loves her and all that shit and he goes to turn away and she comes up behind him and like grabs his hand from like she doesn't turn him around mm-hmm. she just grabs his hand she like kisses the back of his shoulder as the sun is setting behind them and they're in that like they're where they fucked mm-hmm. that's the only description i had to give of where they were it's where they had sex but later on uh, um that was just such a beautiful scene and like she handled that i think chloe Zhao and the writers handled them saying goodbye without it being a conversation of oh you betrayed me and all this stuff in a really cool way mm-hmm. also i loved thena coming in and be like we do not have time for you to sit here and mope about this like we got shit to do my man <laughs> like mm-hmm. i love gotta get <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like you you need to get over this like and we gotta go and then festus comes in starts to say the same thing she's like i already gave the speech like we're good yeah like, we're going here like, <laughs> um also, props to Marvel for Makari and how they handled her being deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that they didn't just make it that she had learned to lip read and they had them actually signing and using the subtitles. Yeah. Yep. Um, Which, like, was... go ahead. If, if, if I run into anybody that review bombed it for that reason, 
I'm gonna throw hands because that was honestly one of my favorite touches. It's just oh, like out of nowhere that pops up, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" And then they have a dope ass explanation of like why, because like she's all vibration based, and like she can hear better than anybody actually. But like anyway, like yeah. Makari is secretly the coolest character out of all of the Eternals. Yeah, and it's, agreed. It's, yeah, and it, it's basically because like the Eternals basically have coins that they can spend on their powers, and she was like, "I just want to be really fucking fast and like put everything there." And I will say, dope. they did super speed so well in this movie where they didn't do any slow mo. They're just like, "No, you're just fast." Like that, that's super speed. The punches to um, Icarus, like just into that side of the mountain, there it was so cool. Yeah. And when she was holding sure. him and just like smashing him into the rock and then pulling him out and then smashing him back into the rock, like it just it looked really cool. Yeah, I, I think it's the best portrayal of super speed in a movie. Yeah, I will say that the one in the X Men movie, the first time they do it when he's like spinning around, that oh, one yeah. is the only one that rivals this. I will say. Yeah, I agree with you, but then they did it like four more times, and I'm like, that's okay, why yeah. I say that one because it was the first yeah, one, and it, and it was the best one. It's the like oh. everyone after that yep. was mm -hmm. just like a step down the ladder of like quality. Yeah, <laughs> and because um, we were expecting it too. Like, me and Brett, me and Brett on the same wavelength about this. <laughs> it also just gives me a lot of hope for Hawkeye because I was concerned. I was in, concerned in what about way? Echo. So in Hawkeye, oh, Echo. Echo. and I know that they they cast an actual deaf Native American. This is a really actress. good point. This is a yeah. really good point. Yeah. So they and Echo's getting her own show, and I was just really concerned that they were going to fuck up handling a because because they made Hawkeye like a hearing character when he famously can't hear. I was concerned about Echo, and seeing how they handled Makari makes me a little more confident in how Echo's going to be handled. Because, like, to cast a, a deaf Native American actress is one thing, and that's great that they did that, but you could still, like, just force that actress to lip-read and not do the sign. And so this has me, like, a little... I have a little more confidence in them now. Um, especially because, also, it wasn't a trauma. She was just, like, I'm, I'm dope. Like, just doing mm -hmm. my thing, and... I hang out in this ship and I got all these fucking cool relics around me and like just living the dream. Like there's a Excalibur seed reading every book. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um Athena, of I'm course, has a thing with King Arthur. Like that's the funniest shit. I know. And then <laughs> Kingo bringing up that Thor used to follow him around. Another one that like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, just a like bring up throwaway line. Yeah. But that's that the shit that us millennials and Gen Z like. That's yeah. our. That's what we look for. And it yep. it has me amped for Hercules showing up in Thor four, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, because I did not know he was going to be in there. Yeah, he's. I, I don't. They just announced who's playing him. I don't remember who it was though. Um. Please make it be um. What's his name's younger brother? They got dude who plays Thor. Uh. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. He wanted to be Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. Oh my gosh. Please, Marvel. Please, God. I know they already cast it, but you got to recast so, it. Okay. So it isn't officially out yet, actually, but gotcha. the, the top runner is Henry Cavill. Okay. 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 Why you got to do that to me, it, though? 
Get out of the DCU, man. Come come over to the good side. But also, we can find a better character than Hercules for Henry Cavill. Come on, like this dude deserves like a to- a seat at the table. Yeah, but I really want to see Russell Crowe as Zeus yell at Henry Cavill. Mm, that's a good because I'm really Ooh. excited for Russell Crowe as Zeus just because that's really funny casting to me. <laughs> um. Now, one thing I, I do just... want to quick bring up. So, end of the movie, they, you know, they, you know, beat the Celestial that's getting birthed from Earth. It's just sitting in the Indian Ocean. Yeah! What? Like, it's that's gotta be, like, a huge plot point for the MCU going for. Like, there's just a Celestial sitting in Earth. Like, yeah. Half emerged. Yeah. The rest of them's in there. Like the rest of them yeah. still down in there. You can go to the planet's core right now if you follow that stone down. That's not structurally and safe. That's another thing. It's not ice. Like I listened to the kind of funny uh, in review of this episode, and they said that's marble. So all that water is getting displaced. Oh wow! I think that I think that's the one reason they threw in that scene of the water running out through his eyes. I think they were trying to be like, it's a natural like spring now. And I'm like, I think we're yada yadaing rocks and like how rocks work. Yeah. They because... won't address it for six movies and then it'll be a big deal. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> six that exactly. whole part. That yeah. whole part with like uh, the water and people were thinking Phase it five. was like hinting towards like Namor for like Black Panther 2 and all that. Mm. Nope. Just yeah. a celestial. Yeah, just we kind of. Oh, okay. We kind of already talked about it, but the scale of that celestial was incredible. Like, yeah, definitely see this on the big screen if you can. Same thing like, with Arshem at the end. Yeah, like I was like, yeah. wow, that so that, that was like I know they can do Galactus, amazing, if they could pull this off. So very excited yeah, like, about that. One quick thing I was just thinking because like you know Marvel they kind of had a uh, thing going where they had like. For their post-credit scenes, they have one like kind of like one would further the plot of the MCU, then another would just kind of be like a joke or a funny one. I was kind of hoping that they'd kind of go back to that after Shang Chi, you know, kind of had the two like pro- you know plot progressing ones. Um, and I th- thought it would be funny just to have like the viral videos of like people like just seeing the celestial IRL and just like, yeah. what the fuck is this thing? Like, journey to heaven, tore them the eternal. <laughs> Somebody's doing it. <laughs> it was like in the Pacific, right? Like somewhere Indian like in the ocean. Indian Ocean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like, yeah, it's very populated area. Mm-hmm. Super popular. Yeah, they they really just flew right by the. I think it was three islands that they. Sh- Sorry, the three islands that they showed having houses on them being just ripped to pieces and dropped into the mm-hmm. ocean. I was like, oh. <laughs> Those people are super dead. But... Yeah. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm just curious to see what happens with that celestial that's just in Earth now. Just vibing. You gotta like you know mine it away right so it doesn't like come back <laughs> potentially like yeah but yeah because it's in the Earth like you gotta be careful I guess so you don't like you know some marbles gonna drop about it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. All the billionaires that live on this planet would be fucking annoying about the Celestial. Like, they'd all try to do shit with it. Mm. Like, just imagine, like, if that happened in real life, like, what Elon Musk would be like. Oh, he'd go into... 
Yeah, he's going to go and get like the center of the eye of one of the eyes and he's going to mine it out and that's going to be his fucking dinner well, table. That's the thing exactly. though. It's it's all marble now. She changed yeah. it all to marble. So that's what I'm saying like all your marble countertops, it's going to go down in price. Yeah. They have an excess of it now. <laughs> they just start breaking into this giant it's this giant being that like births suns and like is the reason galaxies exist just humans mining it for marble for now it's gonna be a coaster yeah Uh, (laughs) now it's a coaster also like this is completely different topic but like arshim's like all right like y'all stop this temporarily uh i'll i'll just hear you guys out i'll see how the humans are gonna do you know be doing and then and then i'll you know come back and make my final judgment. it's like bro like he definitely is going to come back and just smite us all. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, dude. Or, or oh, horrible yeah. or terrible. <clears throat> when he sees what we did to his kid, he's going to be so fucking mad. Yeah. Hey, but I would like to be fair. We did not start it. Cersei st- is the one who turned him to stone. We were mm. just resourceful. But we're the one that turned him into dinner tables. But we mm. were resourceful, which is what the Eternals taught us to do. So, like, whose fault is this really? If we want to get real particular, I'm pretty sure it's the Celestials fault. <laughs> um because because we're we're in this realm of like what's going to happen next. Can we talk about Harry Styles, please? I, I was did not just... see that coming. I did not see that coming. When I that leak came out. I was like that's not true. There's no way this fucker's in this movie as Eros of all fucking people. There's no way they're going to go down that road. And then he fucking wanders in with fucking Patton Oswald as a drunk leprechaun and like the worst CGI I've oh, seen yeah. in Dude, so it... long. You know what? You know what that CGI reminded me of? It was like the Return of the Jedi like special edition with like the the, the band the band the band alien that was like dancing shaking its butt in front of the camera like that's what it reminded me i was like bro what is this like the celestials look so good with their cgi and we have they spent all their time on them (laughs) yeah Yeah, dude like just also i okay i don't also know how i feel about them including eros because now they're gonna have to explain that whole clusterfuck of that he is Thanos's brother because most Titans don't look at le- like Thanos. Thanos was deformed, which is why his father abused him. And like they're both Eternals, but they weren't made by a Celestial. They're the Eternals that can just like be a thing and like exist and be. You can be born an Eternal and like. I just feel like it's gonna get real confusing real quick. And also, Eros's powers are fucking weird. They're gross. Like, he can do basically what Druid can do, but making you horny. That is not gonna be a superpower in the MCU. I can guarantee. Like, a lot of his powers pertain to sex. And I just, so that's why I don't understand why he's there. (laughs) Like... That is not going to be his route in this in this cinematic universe. All I'm seeing in the MCU wiki is just like superhuman strength, durability. Yeah, so yeah, he has all the basics of like he's got superhuman strength. He's super fast. Like he can't really be hurt. He's like because he's not an eternal that was made. He's not immortal, but he's like Thor, where they live for like thousands upon thousands of years and they're perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. And then he has control over. other people's emotions but mainly pertaining to um 
stimulating pleasure centers in nearby people's brains, making them calm and open to suggestion using his persuasion skill. When physical contact is included, there is a direct line of sight between the subject and the target. He can use euphoria to be, force this person to become infatuated with him, objects, or people of his choosings, or simply make uh, other people feel pleasure in his presence. Notably, the euphoria power has never worked on his brother Thanos. Interesting. I, they're gonna and have I to just really edit that down. Yo, why are you trying to make your brother horny, Eros? That's fucking they're, gross. They're they're gonna have to tweak that, right? Because or yeah, in terms of not not well, not that. I mean, like the relationship between Eros and Thanos, because Thanos in the comics is part deviant and they really don't go into that at all in the movies so yeah like um, that's why i was so confused about arrows this also, is a montage cutscene, and that is all the explanation we'll need in <laughs> thor 4 or something also, i agree that like this is all issues but his code name is star fox so shout yes. out to star fox yep great star fox <laughs> um they also need to get rid of the whole thing that if he makes eye contact with somebody, he can automatically make them want to either sleep with him or fall in love with him because that's kind of rapey. That's one of those things that you read it in a comic book and you're like, okay, you see it in action. You're like, this is weird. This yeah. is weird that if you mm -hmm. look at somebody, you can make them want to like sleep. Like, this is creepy. This is like weird alpha male on YouTube territory <laughs> here. Like, I don't, I don't want it. Um, and However, I do think what they're making him will be an interesting addition to this team as they're going to save Kingo, Cersei, and Festus. Faustus. Mm -hmm. fa fa How are the fastos? Yeah. Thank you. Um, his family was so cute. I oh, wanted. Sure. Disney Plus series that's just him and his husband and their kid, like a like a full house style sitcom that's just the, like them. The way he ran after Thena to get his kid away from her, no, no like that was so with the I, like, spear. Yeah. yeah, just I love that scene so much. And usually I don't like that type of shit, but just like so good. I loved like, that, and I loved. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say I was. That you know, we've seen that scene where you know they break Icarus breaks the table a thousand times in trailers, but the moment like how he shoots the glass and it's just like this shield comes up, mm. <laughs> then he breaks the table and yeah, it was it played out well in the movie as for as many times yeah. as we saw it in yeah. trailers. Yeah, I also just really liked when his husband, whose name I just straight up did not catch, but when his husband was like. They're watching the news and he's like, wait, you guys did that? And uh, Festus is like, I love you so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Defuse the situation. I, mm. We're just chilling here eating pizza. I promise no one's going to kill our kid. I hope. The, like, the people we, that were we're going to, they were those guys. They're gone now. <laughs> yeah. The we're friends from college line <laughs> yeah, they for everybody. <laughs> yeah. For every, all of them. <laughs> it's like, I saw that guy on TV yesterday. Yeah. I, that was one takeaway from this movie that I had was like, it made me laugh more than I thought it would. Yeah, like yeah. all, all the trailers are like, Oh, like the world sucks. And it's like this weighty like storyline. But yeah, it made me laugh 
way more than I ever thought it would. So that was that was a plus. Yeah. It was good. Like I don't I don't know. It's not, you know, breaking my my Marvel top ten, but it's definitely up there for me. Like I don't think it's bad. I think I the don't... people who are saying it's like Thor two are insane. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it's in the teens of like the 30 properties that have come out for me personally. It's like it's in the teens somewhere. Yeah. Like it's not in the, the bottom 10. Yeah. That's reserved for very few. I said to, to Brett. That, <laughs> I said to Brett, yeah, that it was somewhere between like like 10 and like 16 somewhere. Like it's not in my top 10, but it's not like crazy far out. Um, 18 sounds good for me. Yeah, I think I put it at 16 right now. Yeah, I think I got about 20. Yeah, 20. that's a good that's a solid spot. I can. Yeah, it's it. it's not the best thing they've ever made, but it's good. Mm. And it's also like I was trying to be fair to it, too, that like we're still like in that period of we're getting origin stories again, which is like a mm -hmm. period of Marvel we haven't been in for a while. So I try to have a little more leeway when it's like he's very like self-contained beginnings of things the way they introduced dane uh dane whitman was really cool that it was just the throwaway line about his uncle and then him with the box the ebony blade yeah and there's a little ebony blade uh i had to inform a man in my theater that that was not nick fury talking at the end of that uh thing because everybody guy thought me, that yeah everybody thought that i went no <laughs> no no because mm -mm. The guy behind me went, Nick Fury? And I was like, nope, that is not Samuel Jackson's voice. Nope, sir. <laughs> um, that is Marshall Holly. See, uh, my friend and, and I went and saw this Thursday night, so it still hadn't come out yet that it was uh, Blade. So, yeah. I just love Marshall Holly, and he's like one of the few actors that like I know his voice. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm also dumb excited for Blade because I unironically like the tr the Wesley Snipes trilogy, so I'm excited to see a good one. That's not um, something to be ashamed of. I haven't seen those movies, but I feel like they're fine. The CGI is a little rough to look at. It's a little weird to look at, and like <laughs> there's Anyways, some I didn't mean, to, it, didn't mean to derail. Continue, sorry. Regardless. That's... Wait, the second Blade movie—that's one where Wesley Snipes refused to. Uh open his eyes or something during a scene so they painted eyeballs on his eyelids or something right i think it's the second one. yeah that's the or, most baller shit ever <laughs> or they already cgi'd it on i think that's the second one i don't think that's the third i'm 90 percent sure it's the second okay but now i gotta watch these they're on hbo max oh shit are. Oh, okay. wow 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 and like they're well done, like they're not like thought was put into them. It's just it's kind of like the Toby Spider-Man movies where like thought was put into them, but it still wasn't being produced by Marvel. So like, and these were made in the nineties. <laughs> so like you I've, also have that lens. I was listening to Spider-Man three in review, uh, re review before we started recording this. There was not much thought put into those movies. I'll give you that one. Two maybe three no. Um, Iron Man came out a year later, and look what it gave us. Yeah. Um, I'm deeply protective of Kingo's valet. Yes. That's just yes. the throwaway thing. <laughs> yep. I was yeah. concerned he was going to die. Mm. And the part when he was like, it's been an honor to be like with you guys when they think that just the world is going to mm -hmm. end, him being like, it's been an honor. And the fact that he like said a prayer over Gilgamesh's like, 
mm-hmm. Viking funeral, like, which was very, very nice. Um, and I, I think they did a good job with the element of surprise. Like, I didn't see Icarus being the reason that Ajax died. Coming. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Especially... it was straightforward the whole way through, and that was... Yeah, that was shocking. Mm-hmm. Especially in that trailer, in the trailer where they had that shot of him like struggling against the deviant and like like screaming with the late eye lasers and all that. Like, yeah. Which okay, he did not use those enough. I get that those are probably difficult to CGI, but sir, you have a power that is if you can see something, you can hit it. It's gone. <laughs> like it's that's <laughs> all you have to do is you have to be able to look at something. Yeah. Why are you getting your shit rocked right now? Because why are you letting it pin you? Like when it's far away, he has to look where they're gonna be. No, but like when he <laughs> when they're in um Druig's like Amish colony or whatever the fuck that was, um, and he's like pinned to the ground, he's like not turning all the way. So there is an arm of this thing right here, and he's not turning fully enough, or he's looking at a piece of it and not shooting it. I'm like, my man. Like, well, I mean, you could argue, and yeah, you you ground with the and claw. You could, you could argue too that he was tanking the fight because he didn't want them to succeed in their mission. That's why he isolated Gilgamesh with the strongest deviant. We'll never forgive him. How dare they? No. Which I mean, Gilgamesh was too pure for this world. I would like to submit to the court that I would like to see Ben Kingsley character and the other dude from this movie, the valet. I would like to see them interact with each other, please and thank you. Yes. I want Ben Kingsley to be in everything, honestly, after Shang-Chi. He was such a delight to that Mm -hmm. movie and like such a a pure, like, I don't know. His character is like a little breath of sunshine and I enjoy it. Can you imagine that butler or the... uh, the chauffeur meeting that little like faceless headless thing that yeah. Ben Kingsley brings. That'd be so dope. Yeah, we so can cute. Watch Shang-Chi at the end of this week. On no. Disney? Yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. And mm-hmm. so assemble the Shang-Chi assembled episode. I can't like wait the for making that too. of which yeah, that should be out a week from Wednesday. Nice. because um, they've been doing it a week after the movie release. Cause like Usually they would release Shang-Chi this Wednesday, but because the 12th is Disney Plus Day, they're not doing any Wednesday releases this week. They're pushing it all to Friday. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, is everything I'm saying on this podcast might get fucked because then we're going to get all this info about Marvel and Star Wars this yeah. Friday. So, like, who the fuck knows? Stay tuned um, to this Saturday. Yeah. We're going to have a yep. Disney Plus Day reaction podcast. If you was enjoyed watching Friday, Chris- you said? Mm-hmm. On the 12th is Disney Plus Day. Yep. What time? Um, the presentation is at... It's, like, in the uh, morning, so... Yeah. <laughs> while we're all at work, so... That's why we're just gonna do a podcast at night. Lame. <laughs> um. Oh, no. Okay, we're all gonna have to not be on Twitter. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not doing a video, like, presentation the way they did They're just before. releasing it on Twitter, yeah. They're just releasing information. So none anybody who who for all of us who's gonna be on that Saturday thing, we cannot be on Twitter that day. Well Yeah, we can talk about this after the podcast, but that that was more just gonna be a discussion about it, not necessarily reacting to it. So we can we can still be on Twitter. Yeah, starting at six AM Pacific on Friday, they're gonna start dropping info. <laughs> yeah, I'm at work at that time. <laughs> Yo <Jeez. clears throat> 
I'll edit together a video if we have a group of people that haven't been on Twitter all day. Just saying. I it is the one thing I lose my shit about. Like I watched all of Investors Day. I put it. I hooked up my laptop because I was working, so I was sitting here at my desktop. Hooked up my laptop to my TV and watched Investors Day the entire time. I was like live texting Jordan all that. Like this is my like what you guys feel at E3. That's what Disney Plus Day is for me. Um, I just get very excited about their announcements. Like even their Pixar shit. But anyways, yeah. Any other final thoughts on Eternals? I will read Bo's thoughts since he couldn't be here tonight. Mm. Um, let's see. It says, so good that I'm mad it's not great. Some game critic whose name I don't remember about something entirely different from the Eternals. Uh, it was too long, but I remembered all of it. But I remembered all of it. So I was engaged the whole time. Uh, I loved all the characters, which made... Uh, the things I dislike stood out or stand out. So as soon as I as soon as I learned what emergence was, I felt the stakes drop immediately. They won't literally destroy Earth. Mm. Um, Imagine, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that's on the movie. Well, okay. Well, it's just they evacuate the whole planet and destroy Earth. One quick thing about that. So. Mm -hmm. I I understand where he's coming from, but I totally could have seen them destroy this earth and then it's like a multiverse thing happens and it shifts to like a different thing just because the multiverse is a thing now. But yeah, yeah, that's a good point, though. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. So would have been a. Oh, would have been a badass miniseries. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> need about 30 to 45 percent more of Celestials. Agreed. Yep. But that's a lot of CGI, so I'm glad we got what we did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so you could not care less about either of the stingers. What? Stinger? The yeah, post the... scenes, I'm guessing. Oh! Yeah, yeah. How dare you? One of them is Kit Harrington. How dare you? <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess, if you, like me, if you don't know anything about the comics, I mean, didn't really do much. I didn't really yeah. do much oh, for I, me because it's Kit Harrington. Yeah, I don't know that much about Black Knight. It just means that we're getting a Kit Harrington project, and that's really okay. So my two biggest celebrity crushes are Kit Harrington and Oscar Isaac, and them being cast as Black Knight and Moon Knight means eventually they have to interconnect. I think it's and gonna, so, like that's going to be in Moon Knight that series. Yeah, that's the only reason I give a shit. Clear it. <laughs> what do you What do you think about Oscar Isaac's drip in Dune? I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil anything oh. for me. I haven't seen it Yo. yet. I want to go see an IMAX and getting tickets to like an IMAX theater that isn't far away has been like a little bit of a bitch. Yeah. Right. Like, it is. Be prepared. I'm saying just be prepared. I love, I love Dune so much. I love the 80s movie and I'm so excited. And like, I've been crazy to people being like, do not. I know that I know what happens, but like, still don't tell me anything. Mm hmm. Um, it's just been logistics of going to see it have been a time. Yeah. All right. Just a couple more things from Bo. Uh, this villain could have been a lot more sympathetic. Thought he was going to come to terms with the fact that they both lied. They were both lied to, but nope. Nope. Uh, Instead, he flew into the sun. <laughs> yeah. So definitely down to see it again. Dot, dot, dot. Eventually. Um, I have I'm three down. notes from Jordan that he wanted okay. me to share. Mm. Don't How get excited. They're not... Are each one of the notes? 
<laughs> How many paragraphs are each one of the notes? Um, they're each literally a sentence. I was just uh, teasing. <laughs> I liked the movie way better than the Rotten Tomatoes score would make you think, but uh, I do think the pacing is a little slow, but I also am forgiving of it because it's clearly a setup movie. Uh, Druig looks and talks like a discount Ezra Miller, which... Wow, the 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 shade on Barry, the shade on Barry, dude. Yeah, reverse (laughs) reverse chance. That's right. Flip it. Um, uh, I like what the movie introduced, and I'm excited to see where it leads more than I liked the actual movie. But I still think that's fine, and it probably falls somewhere to the middle of my rank. Those were were Jordan's notes. Um. Yeah, I just, I'm excited. I, this is the only time I've been excited to see the whole, like, the Eternals will return. Because, like, mm. I wasn't sure what was happening with that. And also my last thought on this. Thank God she, Chloe Zhao chose to direct this movie, not Black Widow. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what, those were the two they gave her. They were like, you can have one of these. And she almost did Black Widow and at the last second switched to the Eternals. And, like, thank God. Because mm. I... I don't want to say I think her talents would have been wasted. Yo, on I was going to say the same thing. Black no disrespect, Widow. but there's, like... a, there's just more to play with. Yeah. With, with Eternals, whereas, yep. Yeah. With Black Widow, we, you, you only can do so much, especially at this point. In the... which they made yeah. the Eternals a very diverse cast, which mm-hmm. apparently yeah, in the comics, was... they're like all white. Yeah. Yes. And it was, it was great. Like they were all great. Oh, yeah. Casting. Like, Cersei did... broke my heart. Sorry, Chance. <laughs> oh, you're good. I just wanted to bring up like the little subtleties and just like the way that the cast was included and like their backgrounds were included without like beating you over the head with it. And it was so natural and it wasn't like trying to make a statement about it. It just let it be there. And I thought that personally, like the whole like I was in love with Kumail's storyline in general. Like oh, the yeah. fact that he was like a Bollywood star and was pretending to be the grand, like great, great, great grandson of this one dude. Like I just, at every point, no matter the background, I was absolutely in love with it. And yeah. anyway, that's all. Um, can we talk about how, because I, I echo everything you, you said, but how Kingo kind of just dipped at the end of the that's yeah. not cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, bro, pick a side, dude. Just pick, pick a side. I I feel that way, but at the same time, like I'm also like, all right, so like he loves both sides. So like he doesn't feel like he can participate in this because like he's on Icarus's side, but like he loves these guys so much that like he's not gonna do them any harm. I pre- I just wish it was conveyed more because he had like yeah. he says it, but it's not like immediately conveyed like, hey, I'm not gonna be in this next fight. Like they yeah. should have cut away to him and like his um chauffeur okay. like talking to him and like you need to go back like you're wrong and mm-hmm. i anyway that's like the one scene that like i really felt like it was screaming that it needed it because I, I agree with you i like that he chose not to like he because he loved both sides so he was like i'm just not gonna but like he should have been like because it's a movie the fact that you just don't see him at all for sure like, yeah yeah you needed that scene of like mm-hmm. him getting the pep talk or him being at the battle, but just like not taking part in it or some, you know, something. Yeah, like that. yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Is it bad mm-hmm. that I didn't realize he wasn't in that final battle until you said it just now? There's a lot going on. Uh, there was yeah. so much going There's on that if you, yeah. you could have said to me, oh, Kingo's in it. I would be like, okay. 
the deviant was doing the uh james bond beach walk onto the onto the beach yeah. <laughs> just, just in the middle just in the middle of the eternal <laughs> james bond beach watch beach walk i love it i got awesome. very concerned that they were gonna kill athena and i was like this character deserves more than this mm-hmm. yeah well, sure. yeah because when she was in the cave i was like oh is she like done so and then she was able to be like no nah, i'm still so powerful i can just cut your head off i feel like both of the characters in that cave were not given their due like i definitely feel Mm -hmm. like that dude who was like starting to gain sentience like you should not have gone that far with that character unless you're gonna do something with it like you should have like made him like powering up and like he's able to use it but don't make him talk to them and be like hey we're just like you quit killing us and then they like destroy all of them that like is one of the most glaring things yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. they they didn't lean into that at all and they definitely mm-hmm. should have because that's yeah. a huge element of the story and they just i mean this movie was so long but they literally couldn't fit that in i guess because uh, i heard i don't know if you heard any of this later but like this movie ha- had some interesting developments in the the background uh in terms of like the cut the editing of the film i don't know a lot of it i assume that it was more complicated than normal because they were editing during covid and I knew, I know the whole, how do I put this delicately, uh, mess with foreign markets and oh. like that whole debate. Yeah. But specifically China, uh, because Chloe Zhao is, is basically persona non grata to the Chinese government. So mm. I know a lot of that, but beyond that, I don't know a lot about the behind the scenes stuff for this. I think it was just a, the different ideologies of like the MCU kind of committee wanting a typical Marvel flick and Zhao, like uh, with her filmmaking tendencies, wanted to influence more of that in that. And then also because she won the Oscar, she had more juice during mm-hmm. the editing of the film. So there was like that kind of conflict, I think, going on yeah. in the background. Although she said she wanted to do another one, so maybe what happened with her in China? So she is she is uh, at least partly Chinese. I'm not sure if she's fully Chinese, but she is uh, very critical of the Chinese government, um, which Uh, is absolutely fair. Yeah, Um, yeah. and she after she won the Oscar for um, I think it's Nomadland is Mm -hmm, what she directed. Um, After she won that Oscar, she used the platform she was given. Uh, to talk about China and the issues of censorship and everything going on with what was going on with Hong Kong at the time. Because um, remember, around the 2020 Oscars or 2021 Oscars, that was also happening. Um, she was very critical of the. Yeah, she is a Chinese born. Um, she is. Uh, okay. Yeah, so she was. She was born in Beijing, and she's very critical of the government. So like. The thing with Eternals is, so Eternals is the first Marvel's movie to not censor for foreign markets. And A, when they say they're censoring for foreign markets, yeah, it's so that the movie can release in like Saudi Arabia and all that place. It's mainly for China because that's where the most, the majority of the money is. With the cast and director that they had, Disney could not have gotten away with censoring this movie. I think add on top that from the get-go, they didn't have a chance of this movie releasing in china they were like fuck it well but there's there's just a I, whole, yeah real quick fun fact sex scenes also not allowed in some areas of the world i know mm-hmm. in the middle east there's quite a few countries that don't allow them and if they're not allowing them to edit it for their country 
a lot of like I mean obviously some of the other stuff goes against more rigid rules but I know that specifically is like a no go in a lot of uh, I, the big thing they had the reason Saudi Arabia refused to release it is because of the scene where Festos kisses his husband oh uh, I and I yeah. assume that but because you know it's fine to let children watch Richard Madden and Gemma Chan fuck in a very like well no it's not like in most of the countries that like him kissing a man is banned, so is sex scenes. Yeah. So, like, Richard Madden, fucking Emma Chan, would be banned in a, a majority of those same countries. Mm. Which is uh-huh. almost why I feel like that was in there. Because they yeah. haven't been able to do it in a previous Marvel movie. Yeah, they just had it on the Netflix shows, and, like, I'm I'm gonna throw this out there, this was a was prettier, hot. I guess, sure, yeah. It was less great. So the only sex scenes I'm used to having in the MCU were the ones in Jessica Jones, which are not uh, very often love connections. Oh, no, they I'm- fucking. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> they hard <laughs> F you fucking. Like- <laughs> yeah. And in this, it was very pretty, and it was a whole thing, and like, you know, it's it's a very like emotional experience, and then in fucking Jessica Jones, it's just I mean, one of the opening mm-hmm. scenes in Jessica Jones is her and Luke Cage, so like just going at it. She breaks the he breaks the wall. Oh, um, I forgot about that scene. Yeah. 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 Um. So you know that was just very I because I don't know like I had heard the oh there's a sex scene and I was like oh it's gonna be two seconds long like it's not gonna be long and then no. Went on I mean, for a little while. It, it was it was an MCU sex scene. Like it's just chest up, thirty seconds. Like it's not anything. Yeah. It's not you know mm. rated R. You know full on anything. Which it's not a Mass appreciate. Effect sex scene. That <laughs> it's not that. That's great. right, dude. That's right. <laughs> which like not for nothing. I'm not a like spare the children person. I just don't necessarily want to see that during a Marvel movie. Like, it's, that's not what I'm here for. And yeah. see, like, I'm the guy that's well, like, let it be rated R. Everything rated R, fuck the kids. Like, <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. thing. That's the whole discussion with the MCU of like, are they ever going to cross like genre boundaries and just decision boundaries of like what they want an MCU movie to be? I thought that they already said that Deadpool 3 was going to be rated yeah. R. But and beyond that, saying that Deadpool 3 is going to have a rated R, which. Thank God. The one yeah. thing that's like saving it and setting it apart. But also like that one is grandfathered in because it was previously rated R. There's not going to be a second Logan movie. That was the only other rated R superhero movie. Like, are we going to like, is a Wolverine movie going to be rated R? No, I, want I don't think they ever will. Mm, that one. Maybe I really want I could Blade to be rated R. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm really like, I, I'm getting into the weird, like, scary, scary, quote unquote, shit that they're starting to get into with Marvel. And I remember when they were developing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, they were saying that they had to be super careful because they were they were tearing that line into mm. having to make that movie rated R and they had to, like, bring themselves back. And I, I feel like it's hard because a rated R Captain America movie, like, I can't imagine what that looks like. But, like, a rated oh, I R, can. like, I, I I can't like I can't. You take the first fifteen minutes like. of Winter Soldier and you add blood. That is a rated R. Like that, those first fifteen minutes of Winter Soldier oh, boat, are boat. so yeah, violent yeah. and up mm-hmm. until he leads into fighting GSP on the boat. Mm-hmm. Like that is violent. 
You add a little bit of blood to that and some heads cracking open, it's rated R. Yeah. That's the Captain America mm-hmm. rated R movie. Next one. Give it to me. Um, I, I just it's just like with the X-Men. Like I can see an X-Men rated R movie, Deadpool, yeah. like all that. It's like I guess I could see a rated R Iron Man movie, but like I don't know. Besides oh, he's in war in, zones and shit in the Middle East. Yeah. Easy. Come on now. Besides putting in gore, I should say, I don't. There oh, are curses. some characters that I don't know. Yeah. Like... Andy fucks. Like. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've derailed this so bad. I'll stop. No, I'm so excited <laughs> to do it. Um, I want a Thor movie. I would love it if Thor Love and Thunder was rated R just because I want Takio Watiti to just be allowed to be Takio Watiti. <laughs> Because he gets fucking weird when he's allowed to do whatever he wants. How are you saying his name? Ta- Takio Atiti? Isn't it Taika? Ty- Ty- I don't know. I've never actually Maybe heard I'm it pronounced. I've it only ever Taika. heard Watiti pronounced. Yeah. I don't know. I've all, like yeah. By actual people, I've only ever heard Watiti pronounced, never his first name. So like I'm all going off reading. I always thought it was Taika. Taika? Anyway, I was just going to say, before we wrap up, I just wanted to do another quick shout out to uh, Fastos, basically the tech dude, just because he he was so cool in this movie. Like, the the bracelet things to, like, hold Mm -hmm. up Icarus at the end was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, I want everyone to go around and pick your favorite Eternal. Mm. Who's your favorite Eternal from this movie? I can't remember her name, but the speedster. She was awesome. Makari. Makari. Yeah. Yeah. Chance, what uh, about you? I'm looking him up right now. Hold on. I will say just straight up it's Cersei. I fucking love Cersei. I love everything okay. about her. I've basically already decided I'm gonna be her next Halloween. I don't give a shit. Nice. I love her. Nice. It's it's really it's <laughs> It's been hovering between Kate Bishop. Realistically, it's been hovering between her and Kate Bishop anyways. But, like, I literally watched this movie. I was like, I'm going to dye my hair black again. Like, I have already was on the fence about it being this brown color. Like, I'm going to dye it black again. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, She's great. And her right, turning that alien into a tree is awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's for me, it's either got to be Icarus or Kingo. I like Icarus, not the turn, obviously. But besides that, like, I really liked his character. Like, I understood, like, very early on, like, okay, something's going on. He's holding back. That aside, like, I really liked his power set and who he was as a person. And then Kingo, obvious, like, I just, like, even besides, like, I can see a direct path of, like, him upgrading his powers. I, and just like what if he was standing on the eternal in the final fight what his power set would look like mm-hmm. i'm very excited to see what that possibility is besides just pew pews like full on comic a yeah i think i think for me it either has to be druig or icarus only because right. only because both characters had the same uh, dilemma with their mission and they both reacted to it in different ways and I thought that was super compelling in regards to the story of like like what are you supposed to do if you're supposed to be here for thousands of years but not make attachments but still carry out this like horrible mission and like how do you mm-hmm. react to that with and you're all powerful with all these cool abilities and I love how 
Druig responded to that by removing himself and then fighting for good. And then Icarus, you know, felt like he was like a slave to the Celestials and he just had to complete his mission. So those, those were probably my two favorites. I also feel for Druid because I can't imagine your powers being you can feel everybody's emotion around you and mess with it and you're watching like a genocide happen and like you just have to be okay with that and like mm. like I can understand where he's like I I can't do this like I get that because he I brings like, it up he brings it up uh I think during that moment or maybe a little bit after of like okay we're not supposed to we're supposed to be isolationist but then also like we're helping them evolve so like what's the deal with that and we're living in the palaces and they're like towns and stuff like it just brought up that interesting dichotomy of like of their role in on earth yeah i liked him way more than i thought than i thought i would now that you bring that up he was way cooler than mm -hmm. he looked he from good. the trailers I thought he was going to be the bad eternal if any of them were going to. Everybody did. Everybody thought because Druig is so against their like general mission. Everybody was like, oh, Druig's going to be the one to turn on them. And then it was Icarus. I was like, well, then. like they did a really good job of this not being a predictable movie. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think the Marvel formula has gotten to a point where you kind of can predict where we're going with this. Like. Before Loki came out, we all knew that was going to be Lady Loki. Like, we all, like, we knew those kind of little things, even if they hadn't said it to us. And with this one, I had no fucking idea what I was walking into. And, like, didn't really know where we were going to go every, you know. I thought Ajax wasn't actually going to be dead, so. I know. But, I was like, is she, yeah. like, faking or what's going on? Here? Yeah, I was like, she's alive. This is fake. And then she just never came back. And I was like, well. Yeah. It was the same thing with Gilgamesh. I'm like, he's not dead. He's fine. Like, they're going to figure it out. They're going to bring him back. And then they burnt his body. And I was like, well, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so one quick thing I did just think of, like, at the end of uh, Shang-Chi, one of the post-credit scenes was like, they didn't know where the Ten Rings were coming from. I was kind of thinking that might lead to an, into the Eternals. But they didn't yeah. really talk about that at all. So there's still we still don't know where the Ten Rings are from. I think yeah. that's that's a very like logical lo like line to draw, um, especially with uh, Fastos. Like that that could be like a Fastos contraption that's like gone True, out yeah. or whatever, and so it's like powered by an Eternal, which is why it's so powerful. Um, I actually really like that if that's what they end up doing. But now that we've thought of it, they've that's not what it's going to be because they never no, have a be what people think. Yes. And this wasn't the movie I thought we were going to get any, like, inkling about it. I thought right. Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be the one where we're going to hear about it again. because Just because that, that scene in the trailer where Wong's like, hi. Um, yeah. You're on your own. <laughs> like, uh, but I was assuming we wouldn't find anything else out about that until Doctor Strange at the earliest. Mm -hmm. Just because... Sorry, my neighbor knocked something over, and I couldn't tell at first if it was they knocked something over or we were having an earthquake. <laughs> oh, California. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, any final thoughts on Eternals? No, okay. I think that covers it. Yeah, it was a solid Marvel movie. I'm excited to see more. Marvel's getting fucking weird, and I'm into it. I say that every media club, but like, I like the weird. Um. Yeah. Okay, so, Spider-Man. 
Yeah, Spider-Man Spider tickets Man's are going to go on sale any day now, so that's going to be super exciting. Can't wait for that. <laughs> oh, that yeah. poster came out, and Jordan went, we got confirmation for the Green Goblin in this, and I was like, where? And Jordan had to zoom in. He's and in the back. Yeah, yeah. to show me, because I was like, looking at this poster, I was like, where the fuck is the Green Goblin? Uh-huh. Um, All right. Well, that does it for this media club. Uh, yeah, be sure to watch on Saturday. We're going to have Disney Plus stuff, which is just going to make anything we just said not matter. Yep. Uh, yep. With that, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
all the billionaires that live on this planet would be fucking annoying about the celestial. Like, they'd all try to do shit with it. Mm. Like, just imagine, like, if that happened in real life, like, what Elon Musk would be like. Oh, he'd go into... Yeah, he's gonna go and get, like, the center of the eye of one of the eyes, and he's gonna mine it out, and that's gonna be his fucking dinner table. that's the thing, though. It's it's all marble now. She changed it all to marble, so... That's what I'm saying. Like all your marble countertops, it's gonna go down in price. Yeah, they have an excess of it now. <laughs> they just start breaking into this giant. It's this giant being that like births suns and like is the reason galaxies exist. Just humans mining it for marble for now. It's gonna be a coaster. Yeah, uh, now it's a coaster. Also, like this is a completely different topic, but like Arshim's like, all right, like. Y'all stop this temporarily. Uh, I'll I'll just hear you guys out. I'll see how the humans are gonna do, be, you know, be doing, and then and then I'll you know come back and make my final judgment. It's like, bro, like he definitely is gonna come back and just smite us all. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, dude, or, or oh, horrible yeah. or terrible. <clears throat> when he sees what we did to his kid, he's gonna be so fucking mad. Yeah. Okay, but I would like to be fair. We did not start it. Cersei st- is the one who turned him to stone. We were mm. just resourceful. But we're the one that turned him into dinner tables. 